Welcome to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. We have a great episode up for you this evening. I'm Mike Ricksecker, author and ghost story with my co-hostess, Vanessa Hogel, and our lovely chat shenanigator, Shauna, down in the chat room. We have Coyote Chris Sutton back with us tonight. He has a brand new show out. So we thought we'd bring our great friend out on here. Let him plug his show and talking about all of that. I mean, last time we had him on, we were talking about uh, drumming and all kinds of interesting things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Chris is a, uh, a renowned shaman. So always, whenever we have Chris on, we talk about some very, very interesting things. So, Chris, welcome back. Thank you, Mike. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm renowned. I, I, I thank you very much for saying that. I never heard that before. Thank you very much. That makes me feel good. Um, but no, thanks for thanks for having me on. It's always so much fun to be on the edge of the rabbit hole with you and Vanessa and um, um, looking forward to having a great hour here. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so tell us about tell the us new show, about on, show on yeah, on Sacred Ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> okay, well, the name of the show is On Sacred Ground with a question mark. Um, the reason I put that in there is because um, basically, what the premise of the show is, is to go to a haunted locale and find out whether or not it's on sacred or ground that would be considered sacred by uh, the natives before us or um, just anybody, actually, because of the amount of energy it, it has on it and that you feel through it. And so, so far, it's I've been to three different places, and one has been on the air. We'll talk about where it's on the air and that stuff in a minute. Um, but... So, my premise is this. you got these places that are haunted as hell, but there's no reason why. There's no murders. There's no, you know, axes, um, no trauma. All oh, this, you know, it's a nice, like, take, for instance, for our schoolhouse in, in, um, in Iowa. Nice little schoolhouse. Nice lights. Nice memories there. Maybe, a, you know, somewhat stern teacher or something like that. Uh, some a shady past with a janitor, but nothing bad. But the place is haunted off the off the charts, oh, and yeah. it's, it's documented as being so. Yep, I've um, been there. Yep, it is. Yeah, you've been there. I, mean, I saw your name on the chalkboard. <laughs> Actually, took a little picture of it and said, you know, here's my buddy Mark Riggs. Yep. He's been here, and um, put that on the Facebook. But yeah, and so we, what I do is I go outside is and um, I practice Sisiwas medicine, which is um, a medicine tradition of the Pacific Northwest Coast of the United States. And I, so I do drumming and singing and things like that. And I asked, you know, my teachers and things like that, is this an okay thing to do? And I said, yeah, you know, as long as you, you observe what you're supposed to observe for your medicine. And, you know, you, and you're talking to spirits and trying to, you know, to let them know that, you know, you're there just to, to, to be, do good things and that's okay. So what we do is we get people outside and we, we drum and we sing. We tell, we tell the spirits who we are. We each go around the circle and name ourselves. And let them know we're here just to to talk to them, to hear their story. We come in peace, um, that we feel badly for what's happened to them in the past. And then we start to investigate after that's after we break that up. Um, and what happens is, what has happened so far, is that we've gotten lots of responses from the spirits through um, uh, geoports and... Um, K2s, all those types of things, uh, psychically, um, they, they become, they start coming around very close to you, and they'll come around and um, stand next to you and watch you, and they will, um, and they will start talking, and again, over, you know, through the, the regular devices that people use, 
Um, now at Farrar, there's lots of native spirits, but I really think, and I, other people have felt the same way. David Roundtree, I don't know if anybody knows him or not, but he was on a show called um, Ghost Stalkers. And right. he and I talked, but he, they've gone to fair, and he and I talked about it. And I said, you know, David, I think that there's something that, that, that was a spiritual place. He goes, I think so too. And so this year I finally got to try it out. So we went through, we did our ceremony and things like that. And there's an old tree there. And Will Conkle, who's the caretaker there, figures it's about 265 years old. And we did the, we did the ceremony next to the tree. And the tree spirit actually contacted us oh, through wow. touch and through a geoport. I've never heard anything like it. And the voice was consistent. We actually heard the voice the next night through the, on, on a different box and on a different frequency, the exact same voice calling one is asking for me and then saying tell the story and it wants us to tell it wanted us to tell their story of what had gone on there um and people were i mean people i don't want to say they're shook up or anything like that but yeah there's some of them were some people were shook up some people were um had their first real spiritual contact ever because what all this does is gets all the energy stirred up anyway um whether there's you know it's a spiritual place or not and if you had the spiritual energy to it then um it makes it even more intense. Now, why is it? Why is it that's that's more energy? I don't. I don't know why. Um, whether there's certain um, rock formations underneath the earth there, I don't know. All I know is that it is a very powerful. If you're sensitive at all, and Vanessa would probably pick up on this pretty quick. Um, it's a very you know you just feel the energy to it. You come in there, and it, and all this energy, I think, attracts spirits into the the school. And so you got spirits that are there one night, not there the next, and that sort of thing. It's uh, it attracts attention. And well, but the native spirits stay outside for the most part. Let me ask you, um, because of what you just said right there, makes mm -hmm. me very curious. When we're talking about sacred ground, do you think that the areas that you've come across in your history of doing this, not just the three episodes, mm -hmm. your history of doing this, that those who have that type of energy, those areas that have that type of energy, that could be considered sacred ground for whatever reason, do you find that those tend to have the most traffic, for lack of a better way of putting it? That they almost act as a a portal or a paranormal train station, if you will? Yes, I have seen that. Mm -hmm. um, okay. You have, um, there's a place here in, where I live in Alton, Illinois. It's a nice, it's old haunted mansion. Nice family haunts it. You know, family lived there for years and years. A friend of mine owns it. And you'll be seeing there, but it's, it's on a high point in the hill in Alton. But Alton's built on limestone and right right next to the Mississippi River. So mm -hmm. you've got all sorts of places there that are real energetic as it is. And then, so you're up here in this, in this place at McPike Mansion, you're at the very highest point in Alton. And you will see transients come in. You're like, it's like a way station. Everybody kind of comes in, oh, let's come and check this out. And it does drive traffic because they're attracted to the energy. I've seen elementals come there. I've seen different spirits come there. Not necessarily battering like that. Um, but, you know, it, it, it doesn't really, they don't card at the door. You know, whoever gets in, gets in. And so they came. I have, I've had a couple of instances at, at McPike where I was a little nervous about what had come through. Uh, while we were in the in the cellar down there, that's where most of the uh, the the most investigation work happens. So yeah, I, it does. It does. That see, the energy seems to draw spirits to it. I've wondered about that. Um, what do you think? 
signifies that something is sacred ground. What would you say is the main thing that would give that title justification? That is a great question. I think, now I have to go back, and this is very subjective, It's because it's, you know, I can I pull out books and charts and no I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> having pra- I mean looked at ley lines no I haven't done that. Um, having practiced shamanism for twenty six years, um, I get a you get a feel. Is this some place where I would do healing work and love it? Is this some place where I would do journeying and love it and or do spirit traveling? Is this some place where I'd love to do a ceremony? I can just feel it in my heart. This is where I would love to be. Then so when you call me. something sacred ground, we need to make sure that the viewing audience understands there's a difference between sacred ground and holy ground by the church. Okay, if you want, well, okay, okay. Because it can be misconstrued. I, that's that's why I use the word sacred, not holy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, because you know, like, yeah, because holy ground has been consecrated by the Catholic exactly. Church. And I, you know, get and those are, and you know, churches are interesting too. Yeah. You know, because they, what's the intent? Well, all this intent that's gone there is prayer and, and hopefully all good things. And so you get some interesting things in churches as well. But yeah, yeah, no, that's why I use the word sacred. And that's why I put question mark. Because um, it feels to me, um, if we get a lot of activity outside from the, the, the resident spirits and native spirits, and sometimes, you know, the psyche, the memes will pull up, get a shaman, we had a shaman at, at um, for our, that one that our psych our mediums talked to Kelly McCarville, who I, I trust her. She Kelly's did. in chat. Yeah, is she in chat? Oh, She's dude, in chat. I yeah, I didn't know you were there, kiddo. I see. I said nice things about you. I didn't know you were there. <laughs> but I mean, I do mean that she is very good. And so, and Kelly picked one out there, and I I can confirm that from my own experience with that type of thing. But yeah, that's there was a, a shaman spirit there. that was still looking after the spirits who were who were behind. Gotcha. Now let me ask you about. <laughs> yeah, let me ask you about um, Mineral Springs because I know you've done drum circles down there. There's a vortex down mm-hmm. there. Yep. Yeah. You know, is that possibly sacred ground down there that just you know unmarked, unknown? But you know because you have done these things, you've picked up on things like that. We even have video when we were there with Lee Ehrlich uh, of the vortex that's down there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I somebody actually shot a video. Um, actually, it was uh, Alec uh, Tillery. Shot a real nice video down there um, of us drumming and whatnot, and yeah, I do. I really do. It's it's hard to say because you got a layer of concrete over it. Right. But um, the first time I just went down there on a whim one time and did the drum thing, and all of a sudden everything got real calm. And you could feel these spirits come up around you and looking at you, as I, I described earlier at, at, at Ferrar. Same thing happened here, and you can feel. There's a different feeling. They feel like they belong there, and and we call to them specifically. Like, and I will use certain songs or say certain things that to call them. And if they respond to that, that gives me a, a good idea. That's what I'm dealing with. Hmm. And so, yeah, I think it is. I think it's a very logical place. Um, again, it's hard in Alton because it did, the whole place has got so much energy going around it. But it does. Yeah. Um, I can only. Yeah, I can only. I mean, I can only talk about the results. And um, every time I go down there and do it, I get some type of, of cool thing happen. So, uh, well, yeah, you, there's something you were there. down there. When you and I were down there with the rest of the groups, and you were doing the drum circle, uh-huh. the drumming down there, um, 
did you ever find out what that phrase meant? No, I never did. I never did. That was very, very, very bizarre because I don't know Indian language in any tribe. Yeah. You know, and um, and for it to be so specific on what it was, but I, I have to agree with Chris. That was the the downstairs where you were doing the drumming. Yeah. And a couple of other areas down there were so concentrated yet calm, mm-hmm. thick yet you could walk through it is the yeah. only way I can describe it. It's very gentle power. Yes. It's very, very powerful, but it's very gentle. Um, you know, we were down there one time we did that, and I said a few things in um, in Lakota. And um, an SB7 showed the word hawk. One of the words I said was meant hawk. So it translated. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. So, wow. Okay, that's pretty cool. You know. Yeah. When something over, you know, the um, a geoforce or like they calls you by name, coyote or hey Chris, you know, do this, you know, that sort of stuff. It's like, yeah, you got somebody's attention. Oh, most uh, definitely. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's it's kind of weird. I, and I I used to, you know, I've investigated places for for years now, and always the old fashioned way, but I always felt the yearning to get out into the yard. And to do stuff out there. First time I went to Ferrara, I never went out and did that, went outside and did that stuff. And the whole time I was in there, I was thinking, geez, I, w- I should go outside and um, and see what's out there. And I, I'm so glad I went back. And, I mean, I was pretty much obeying a command to go back and do that, you know, from in here. And so I did, and it just it was such a cool experience. And then we did it at Hinsdale too, and that was pretty crazy as well. Hinsdale House in New York. Based on all of the different places that you've been and those that you would consider sacred ground, mm-hmm. where would you say the most concentrated form of energy was? You mean the most powerful? Yeah, I like putting you on the spot, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I, I can say it. I can say it real easily. Mm-hmm. Um, Which- Hinsdale, New York, at the Hinsdale House there um, was probably the most dangerous place. I've been in potentially potentially dangerous and that was up in the mountain it's a, it's a, it's it's in the enchanted mountains and they're not super high mountains like the Rockies or something like that they're like big big hills but um, I was driving up I could feel them and where we were at it was it was just it's almost like this thrum goes through your body half the time you're there and then you you let yourself you know commune with it and it's just it's just incredible stuff um, but that was so far. There are places at Cahokia Mountains in um, Collinsville, Illinois, that are are got some neat, really strong places to it. I will say that. But just for an all-out, you know, a big strong place, it was uh, the hills there by the Hinsdale House. Gotcha. Well, we have some uh, questions coming in from the chat room, so I do want to get to those. We have a. $10 super chat from Tom McNicholas. And let me scroll back up here hey, to what he said. He said, the sacred $10 super chat. <laughs> I love nice. how he names them every time. Yeah, it's got some. Well, you can put comments in there when you do the super chats. And depending on how large the super chat is, you can put bigger and longer comments. So okay, it's kind of one of the deals there. It's so, kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, first question up was from um, Sean Oldsmith. What do you think of Dreamcatchers? Oh, you know, 
I, I've used them before. Actually, I've got one by my bed now. Um, it's something that I think if you're having bad dreams or having trouble sleeping that you would want to talk to or work with. Any of these things are made, if they're made correctly, you know, I'm putting my hands in front of my face, um, that, that they're made with, with spiritual energy, with spiritual, with intent. Um, our will is our, is our power. Our intent is what we do with it. And so when we make something like that with intent, we're telling it what we want it to do. And so, like in the old, in, in, in you know, in the days when these were in the, the people in the plains and you know, in, in the native encampments, tribes made them. That's how they made them. Like a medicine purse would make these things, and to to um, keep those bad dreams or bad energies from visiting you at night. So, if you you know, work with one, get one that's really, I mean, one that's well made, and one that's made hopefully by you know a native craft person. And tell it what you want it to do, then it, you get a good chance of working. Now, is that going to be a for sure cure-all thing? No, but it's going to help you because another way in that, it's also a focusing tool. So when you're looking at that, and say I don't want to have any bad dreams. It's also telling your subconscious the same thing, and so you only have this power, and this, it can be a very powerful tool. But also, you have more power inside of you. To change things, what's going on in your, what's going on around you, inside of you, and so that's also telling that part of you, that spiritual side of you, let's let these, let's let these dreams slide off someplace else, unless you absolutely need to have them, and then there's no stopping them. Well, that sounds like the, po the so power of positive thought, right there. Sure. Yeah. So a lot of this is, I mean, you take um, tools and things like that. What do I have? I'm sure I always got something laying around here. <laughs> okay. All right. I have my crystal here. All right. It's just still got the price tag on it from its raining zen and mineral <laughs> springs. Um, okay. Is there anything magical about this piece of it's it's an amethyst? Is it, no. So mad. It's it's got these types of gems carry energy and to to a degree. Um, it's got two point. It's two point. That's kind of cool. But the most important thing about this little device here is what it makes me think. And if I'm helping somebody else, what makes them think that okay. I can convey this energy? I'm trying to convey this energy because what I do, and this will happen if you're psychic or if you're anything, what happens is you're taking in spiritual, you're using spiritual energy to help somebody else. So your will, which is your power and your intent on what your actions are, what you intend to do with it. So if my intent is to bring spiritual energy into somebody to help them heal, I might use this just to act as a focusing tool focus me let's say it's a certain part on their shoulder or something like that up here and i'm going uh, like that and i'm focusing energy now if i'm getting the healing i see this thing wow that's pretty cool that's a, that's a little that's you know that's that's spiritual stuff it's 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 like it's energetic it's, you know it's really cool stuff and so i'm also getting you to believe in what's going on by using something like this interesting okay? it's 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 a tool these are tools yeah the most important thing is the spirit Spirit comes through you, and then there's so many different things. I mean, I've worked with with witches, with with Reiki masters, all sorts. They all do different stuff. They use different tools. You know, in shamanism, you don't generally use a wand. Okay, that's what the you know, that's what the Wiccans do or the, or the magic folks do. But if I might use a staff or something like that, it's the same thing. I'm using <laughs> it to focus energy. And I'm using so it as a same tool. concept, different I mean, tool. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, it is. It, 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 and so much about this is, is comes through your imagination anyway. 
I'm imagining this is going to happen. All right. Now that's not some, that's not just saying, "Oh, I wish," because I've been doing this stuff for a long time. I can I know where the energy comes from. I can get the energy, and this is what I'm saying it's going to do. If I if find somebody particularly irksome around me, and they have really bad energy, I can ask my energy around my body to grow out. Okay. away from me hmm. and block those negative energies that are falling off that person. It will obey me. The focusing tools are helpful, like whether it's this, a dream catch or whatever. They're made with magic because you put your intent and your energy into it. That's what makes it special. It's what you see and it tells you this is what it's for. That's what, to me, that's what it, that's what it is. You know, it's, it's um, a dream catcher is sinew and wood and some maybe some stones woven in and feathers and things like that's great stuff it looks really cool that's what i put into it and what i when i see when i look into it but one that's made with like you said with intent not something that's been mass produced because you can walk into yeah. you know some local store or whatever and they'll have like a whole rack of dream catchers but yeah made in china yeah exactly five, five, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Now, right. it, but, but Chris is right. It is all about intent. Uh, years ago when I tried to make jewelry, um, I was quite successful at it uh, then with the exception of um, I made a bunch of necklaces for people in, in a particular group. And I did not pay attention to the fact that my marriage was failing. I was getting ready to go through mm. the and everything else. It wasn't, I wasn't thinking that, but my energy was soaked in it. <laughs> and I gave everybody these necklaces. I was so proud of them. I was, <laughs> I was so sad, you know? And I walk out crying. I don't know why I'm so sad. <laughs> oh, honey. I come back the next week to group, and they sit me on one side of the table and surround me like the fucking Gestapo. Okay? <laughs> what the hell did you do to these necklaces? Because out of the six I had given, five had worn them. One broke up with a boyfriend. One um, uh, was having to move out prematurely from where they lived. One almost got in a wreck. All of these things that happened, and the one that didn't put it on was fine. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and that's <laughs> when I learned firsthand intent is everything, even if you don't know it. Yep. So if not in a good place, if you have too much outward stress, if you're internalizing you cannot create something that somebody else is going to put on their person or put their faith in if if you have filled it with negative emotions, even if it's unintentional. Mm -hmm. I so agree 100%. Very careful about that. Very careful. Mm -hmm. It's like people who do healing work and are pissed off or, you know, down themselves. What do you think that energy, what's that going to do to your energy when you're trying to heal somebody else? It's going exactly. right in the person you're trying to heal. And it's going to make yeah. them don't yeah, I don't see. I don't see how you'd be able to heal some. Yeah, I don't see how you'd be able to heal somebody if you're being negative. That doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, people try. Oh yes, people I guess. Try, especially so, for a buck. Since we were talking about dream catchers, I apologize to all those others who have submitted questions, but I'm going to skip a bunch. We'll get back to them. Uh, pick up this one from Dawn. Uh, she asks: After you use a dream catcher for a long period of time, should you get rid of them or clean them? Hmm. You can clean them, I think. If you feel that, basically, whatever your heart tells you to do, I would say you could clean them out pretty good for a while. But if you just feel like it's too full of garbage, then 
you know, give you know, toss her to use it for a wall ornament. You know, don't use it for that. But yeah, uh, most so much of this stuff is you know, there's no life, there's no like shelf life for these things. It kind of when you start feeling that it's not really working for you anymore, then it's probably not, and it's mm -hmm. time to put it aside, and get something different. Good and question. even if it would, you've already put that negative thought into it. That's right. Okay. Uh, Self-fulfilling so prophecy. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, from Betty and Wayne, I guess Betty primarily. <laughs> how okay. long? How long has Alton had people pursuing spirits there? I mean, it's oh, a historic gosh. town. So yeah. <sighs> that's a god. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I honestly don't know. I mean, I grew up here, and I've always heard about ghosts since I since I can remember. I mean, my parents weren't into that sort of thing, but um, yeah, I'm just thinking yeah, what it was I mean, established early 1800s, something like that. It it was a town in 1836. Uh -huh. Um, gosh, I mean, there's been different because you know the country has gone through different phases with this sort of stuff, and you know you had the spiritual movements, and then you had the, all sorts of things going on, on the East Coast. Um. You know, I'd well, have to look that. You know, Troy Taylor by probably be the one to, that would know that. Well, Shauna and I would tell you, and this is coming up in a project that we're working on here within the next mm -hmm. month. Uh, the Milton Cemetery that's there in the early 1900s. Um, actually, no, it was late 1800s. Uh, there was basically like a 300-person ghost hunt. <laughs> they, wow. they were people were spotting spirits walking around the Milton Cemetery, which is you know right there across the river cool. from East Alton, and right. um, yeah, there was like three hundred people in one shot that converged on the entire cemetery. So yeah, that's it's oh, been going on see, a long time. I didn't, I did not know you're you're getting into Alton history yet. Good, yeah, okay, now I yeah. know that, so I can I'll refer to you too, but because uh, you're a good researcher. Um, but yeah, no, I just it's it's been part of Alton lore since I I can remember, and I've been around for a while yeah <laughs> just a little while oh, wow. um from tim Schoen, is there a vortex on every sacred ground i don't know um i've been on somewhere i did not find a vortex um there's a vortex inside of Ferrar, but i did found one out on the grounds of course you could say i guess it would be the same thing um you know, I'd probably be a good bet, but I, my, you know, and I'm, I'm like, gosh, I'm a terrible scientist, <laughs> and so, so I do everything. I do, I do everything subjectively. You know, it's all feeling for me. Um, I'm just, I'm just trying to think because I, think, okay, I know Edinburgh. I know I found one. Ferrara's one in the house for sure. Hinsdale. See, I kind of, I never look for them. I know that. I, I guess I know they're there someplace. And I, I eventually I usually run into them, but I, I must I must admit that I don't because the whole place is, feels like a big vortex to me. Right. Uh, so I guess, but there's probably more be more like a portal type of, of issue, and those things tend to pop in and out. So yeah, but that's I, I would bet that's a probably a good bet. Can I can I swear on that? No, I can't. <laughs> but I would say you're probably on the you're on the right track if you're thinking that. Okay. From Judy Wilson, this is an interesting question. Does the drumming call all spirits or just the Native American spirits? I think they call all spirits. Yeah? I think the vibrations and um, the singing, you know, just the vibrations themselves, I think, is, is attractive. 
to spirits. Now, when I do it, I'm pretty specific. I ask for spirits of the place, which means the, the spirits who are, you know, who had lived there. Um, but I've seen other, um, I know guys from, uh, remember that show Ghost Lab with the, the Kling brothers back in 2008, 2009, back in there. Um, I've heard of them using drums before, try to get things stirred up. Um, they did it, and they did that when they were at the McPike Mansion back in 2009. So, it probably, yeah, you could probably use it. I, you know, I, again, I'm, I give up my intent of who I want to talk to. Doesn't mean other spirits can't congregate around. That's certainly not. Um, but yeah, I think that's very possible that the other spirits are attracted to it. Others might be repulsed by it. it just depends on kind of where they're at, too. Um, well, I know that there's, light, yeah, light stuff. I know that there's a lot of, um, I know people have been doing research in the area. I know there's a lot of speculation that the ancients used sound vibration a lot more, not just spiritually, but also physically to be able to do things within their community. So, I mean, do you find that with some of these spirits that maybe they, um, they're more attracted to the drumming and, you know, because of things like that? Yeah, I, your first part of that got garbled. I didn't hear the first part of your question. <laughs> you, 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 we all fr- we all froze. We Everybody all froze. froze. Up on my all right, all right. We're all like, no. What I was saying, <laughs> uh, if I can, if I can remember exactly what I asked. Um, well, like, there's been a you know research being done lately, and there's a lot of people that speculate about you know the use of sound and vibration in ancient cultures. That not only did they use it for uh, you know spiritual rituals but that they also you know there was also you know physical properties that they use it for whether it yes. was you know moving objects and things like that that people are speculating that some of these megalithic objects yep. you know, were moved by sound so i i would i wouldn't doubt that at least um and so see what's medicine circle in a healing we do a healing circle people walk around you put a chair out in the middle and the person who's who's being doctored sits in a chair. Where everybody else it walks in a circle, all with your drums, all beating the same beat, doing the same song, and the vibrations come through. That and it, it, that's one of the reasons. It's, it's like it's, it's like sound healing. I mean, you do other things as well too. You smudge with cedar and you use candlelight for the light of spirit to bring to blow energy into people to help make them feel better. But it's the vibrations of the drums. Um, Tibetan singing bowls. Mm-hmm. I, I've sat in a room before with a whole set of those things that's placed in St. Louis in the Living Insight Center, yeah. And the guy, Jack, he had a whole, I mean, he's got a room full of these things. And my son and I, Max and I, were in there one day. So he goes, hey, you want to do the, the bowl thing? I said, sure, that sounds really cool. And he starts hitting those things. And some of them are, you know, some are about as big as your toilet and others get about, you know, big as a big wash tub. And, um, I mean, they're huge. And you can feel the vibrations going through your body. And it's it feels so cool. It feels great. So yeah, I mean, could it be used? I mean, you really have to get some heavy decibels going to move stone. I mean, it could be done. Cause obviously, the vibration stuff could do it. But yes, yeah, as far as, as medicinal properties, definitely invigorates blood flow. You know, and, and your right. tissues and things like that. Um, yeah, I've seen yeah, some I mean, videos out there where you know they're doing a like an ultrasound on the person. They have other people that are there chanting and you see and, and they're claiming that this is the case you're you're seeing like this yeah. cyst just disappear you know re, it goes yeah. smaller 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 and then gone yep yep well what you need to remember though and i and i i 
I'm talking out of turn here a little bit on this, but whether you're talking about Tibetan singing bowls, whether you're talking about drumming, um, either way, it's involving two things that if you were to ask pretty much anybody yeah. what is the most comforting and has the most healing properties is going to be heartbeat and music. Mm-hmm. And throughout time, it's, those two answers are going to be the same things from infant to death. The yeah. two things that are the most soothing and most healing are heartbeat and music. And if anything is going to open up a crowd in order to allow them to draw in energy or to attract energy, be it in spirit form, healing or otherwise, it's going to be those two things. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it isn't just Native Americans that can be called during a drumming circle makes perfect sense to me because yeah. it is a rhythm. It's a music. It is something that calms us, heals us, and opens us all at the same time. Therefore, we are more susceptible to outside energy forces and those who are willing to communicate. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. But yeah, because yeah. like the drum, the drum is is considered the heartbeat of the mother. Absolutely. That's what, so that's there's your heartbeat right there. Absolutely, and it's uh, they even make toys for infants that oh, have yeah. a, a, a simulated heartbeat in yep. them because that is the one thing that soothes above all else. Now put yourself in a a spiritual state. You're no longer of this earth. What's the one thing you would love to hear? Heartbeat. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, of course, that is going to attract in droves, I would Mm -hmm. say, any that are within hearing, you know, in in their way. It's going to attract them regardless because that is the one thing that is missing when you're gone. You no longer can feel it in yourself. You no longer can hear it in your partner. Mm -hmm. It's gone. And so if there's one thing that's going to attract you, it's going to be that comforting sound of life. I like that. That's cool. Thank yeah, you. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see that. So we have a few more questions here from the chat. You guys are asking some fantastic questions tonight. So uh, from Spooky, this is from Dawn. Uh, does Chris have spirit guides? I do indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Vanessa knows. <laughs> Vanessa knows, huh? I've seen them. Yes, she has. Oh, you've yeah. seen the spirit guides. Golden Eye. Yes, I have seen them. I've I've actually met two, met one, met person before he died. Um, my favorite one and my favorite story is my great grandmother. Um, when I was five years old, my grandmother, my grandmother was in a nursing home in Missouri, and course it smelled ghastly and i was five years old and had no manners whatsoever and so my after being rude for a while my parents would let me go outside and play which is okay because back then you didn't worry but again this is a long time ago right and so i was out playing and this old lady comes up to me obviously no it's a nursing home and so and she she doesn't act like she speaks english but she's got this real these real fierce looking eyes and stuff but she's real she's really nice and she hands me this broken doll thing and it's it's got a hole over its heart it's kind of strange looking so I looked down and like, you know, I'm by I'm polite and I looked up to say thank you and, and she's like fifty yards away. I looked at it again and then she was gone. Well I was five years old, so I really didn't think too much about time. Right. <clears throat> so years later, you know, I was on you know, starting my medicine stuff and I could feel stuff around me at times at guides and where I was flipping through an old family album, it was my dad's 
I come across a picture of my dad's grandmother, who was dead at the time, and we went to see my other his his mother, and it was her. Wow. I was like, oh man, that's weird, <laughs> you know, because that it was it stuck in my mind so strongly since that time because I couldn't it, it, when I was five I couldn't figure it out so I let it sit there, and after a while though you just like say but all of a sudden it still bugs you it still bugs you and so finally I saw it, and so um so I had seen her so I can I know when she's around I can feel her, and so one time my daughter was at probably she's at that age you know when she's in her twenties now but you know she's at that age where it's about time for day not to give her a bath anymore she's getting too old for that so it's probably about the last time I gave her a bath and I can feel my great grandmother come in I can feel her energy and I'm like okay well what's up you know hello come on in and, and you know and I'm bathing Emily and all of a sudden she goes she, I can feel her kind of I'm touching my arm and stuff I say yeah okay it's okay so you can, you can do it so I feel this tingle go up both my arms to my elbows right when I'm starting to wash her hair and so she wanted to wash my daughter's hair her hmm. great great hair. Wow. That's why we washed her hair. And um, yeah, so yeah, I have met her. Um, another one came in, in a car with me from Chicago one time. Um, I've seen him. He looks after me when I'm doing journeying and uh, healing work and things like that. A friend of mine who was actually the, the um, at one time was a kid, keeper of Sitting Bull's Pipe. He is, he helps me when I need healing help. And so I mean, he is there. Matter of fact, they're here today. They're, they're, they're here tonight since they like being talked about, I guess. So. <laughs> well, if somebody That's wanted cool. to meet their spirit guides, how would they go about doing so? Um, I always tell people to do is to, one, don't expect anything. Everybody thinks they're going to get some big Indian, okay? And that's not <laughs> always how it works. I mean, it's nice and everything if you do, but none of, I, that's not any of mine except for I got one shorter Indian, but... Um, they, uh, the best thing to do is to sit, put yourself in a quiet room. Um, you can put on some type of music or something, something that arrests that monkey mind going on in your head, something to get your head to calm down. Like I use drumming tapes because um, if you sit there and drum for yourself, you kind of concentrate on two different things that doesn't work. So you can get a drumming CD on what, or get one put on your phone for a buck from Amazon or something like that. You know, it's no big deal. But play something like there. So anything that's soothing to you, it, it helps you calm your mind. Sit there in a room and put a chair next to you and invite them to come and sit with you. And it will take some time, but keep doing it. And um, just remember, think through here, through your heart, not through your head. Lousy tool, a uh, wonderful tool, lousy master your head is. Um, <laughs> it, it tells you all kinds of crap. That's where all those old parent tapes are stored out and tells you how bad you are. Nope, that's not, that's not where you want to go. <laughs> you, want to, you want to be through here, through your heart. And it takes time and it takes practice. And, but then you start feeling things around you. You see something on the corner of your eye because they're not going to come right up to you and pump your hand and say, hey, how you doing? I've been waiting for you to meet. Right. <laughs> they want to know what you're about. They want to they you know, know your intent. You know, you want to you, you want to use them to make good on the stock market, or you want to do that to try to help yourself and other human beings. And so, um, all those things take into effect, and in where you're at spiritually, um, they are always there. Though I will say that they don't always come out to see you until you're ready. And sometimes well, it takes now, some preparation. I, now I have another question about that. I'm sorry, Vanessa. I know you've been itching for a couple of questions here, um, but <clears throat> it <laughs> this actually. In, in part comes to me from a, a movie, but um, but also a question that I've had for a while as well. So the number of spirit guides. So like I've been told by two different people on 
two separate occasions, people that in different areas of the country, different states, had no idea who they are, that had 10 spirit guides. So I've kind of been like, okay, sure. Um, I have no idea because I don't know if I've ever met them, but I hear that number and it's like, that's a big number. So does that mean that spirit guides somehow are attracted to me or does that mean I just really need a crap ton of help? Probably the crap ton of hell, yeah. thing. No. You know, it's like this. I mean, you can have... The thing about spirit guides is that not everyone is there all the time. The one you need is there when you need it. Okay. And it, you, don't, you don't have this entourage following you around. They have other things to go do, too. They just don't follow you. They're yeah, there I when can't you need possibly them. be that interesting, you know? <laughs> well, none of us are. Oh, you could. Right. You could. But, you know... It's like how many is there a limit? How many friends you can have in this world? No, not at all. I mean, you can have as many friends as you want, or as you're capable of getting, I guess. But you know, it's all about what you need. And is there so? I don't know. There's no Mike's Rick Sicker instruction book that says you get X amount. Or Chris Sutton or Vanessa. You know, it just we're all different. And we start measuring, and people tell you got ten. It's like who cares. I mean, that's sweet that they told you that and stuff. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. But in the, in the long run... Yeah, I don't know if I mean, it really means anything other than the number 10 yeah. also follows me around. So I don't know if they're just picking up on the number that right. follows okay, me around and attributed true, to spirit guys. I don't know. So. Well, and one thing that people need to realize, and don't be... So, y'all might not agree with me, and you don't have to. But don't be surprised when you are in search of your spirit guide if one of them isn't you from your past. I know that sounds very bizarre. Yes, but do not be surprised if so, the guys that are helping you for the future are the you of a past. Now, if you I, I'm going to debate with you on this one, Vanessa, because if you Please told do. me because if you told me that it was somebody that you had known from your past like from a past life, that one okay fine but you your your soul is in here so how could you from a past life be interacting with you if you are here well the same way that you can have different dimensions because how do we know <laughs> how do we know well okay we could go to stack time theory and be like okay everything's yeah. happening at one point in in one moment yeah but and how do, how do we know that the soul that the soul is solid? How do we know that it can't be split, and that it finally comes to completion when no when no other lives are ne are necessary? I have received so much guidance. Hey, Vanessa, can you raise your uh, camera a little bit? Oh, oh sorry. There we go. Is that better? <laughs> yeah, you're okay. just like a you know your, your chin was, was getting cut off. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I know. I was slowly raising it. Right. Um, <laughs> I've received so much guidance and so much help from the me of my past along with my spirit guides um, that for me, it's undeniable. It's undeniable. And I know it's, I know it sounds crazy. I know it does, but I've actually had conversations with myself. Interesting. And I mean myself from I'm not about, touching that one. About 400 years ago. 
I've well, said, they I say, you know, they say it's okay if you talk to yourself, but if you start answering yourself, that's when you hit, hit the yeah. lead bin. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I've seen it's possible. Like it's I, I cannot say anything is impossible. I really can't. Um, it's interesting. Got, like said, it's very interesting. Time linear, time where time is not linear. Uh, string yeah. theory, pocket universe is a whole whole nine yards. Um, hey, if that works for you, I, I don't feel that myself. But that's probably a good thing. Um, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I will admit it's weird. The first time I saw one of my deaths was very bizarre. It was very I, disconcerting. I did not believe in reincarnation for the longest time. Even after I started doing spiritual work, I did not believe in it until I actually met somebody who I was very close to, who had been I had been with, you know, who I was very close to in a past life. And there was no mistake in it. I thought, oh, shit, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I I cannot. I mean, I've got visions about it and the whole about you know, um, being together and, and being friends and stuff like that. Her death. I mean, it's all. Oh, it's actually it's kind been of sad. There. Yeah. yeah. Been there. I know. Well, exactly. I didn't believe in reincarnation until I met Shauna, and it was like okay, exactly. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, well, we do happy. have we have some follow up questions on spirit guides, and we're actually. Getting down to the wire here, if you can believe that. And we have a, a couple other we questions. We always do. I know. We always know. do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's it great. A good time. Um, so following up on uh, Spirit, guys, I'll do Donna's question first and Shauna's. So Donna asks, um, do you also have animal guides and totems or strictly people? Oh, no. I have um, actually, you know, Coyote Chris. I mean, there's, there's one right there, um, the obvious one. Um, I also have bear for healing. Oh, I do healing. I met bear in a journey one time. I was, you know, in a journey you go through like the same place. You you create this place. It sounds kind of funky, but you create your own place, and you keep going back there. But you meet things there that you don't create. You know, that come out through there. And so I was walking through my place one time, and a big tree had grown up in the path. I said, "What's going on here? There shouldn't be a tree here." So when around it, all of a sudden, around come the other side comes this bear, rawr, you know, like that. And so. Okay, okay, you know, bear it is, and so I, I was actually thinking about a healing issue at the time, and so bear is for that. Hawk is for um, um, for when I for psychic type work, seeing far and things like that, and also a little bit of groundhog for have, digging up information. So yeah, yeah, definitely both are are, are definitely. Um, if you want to get an idea of who your spirit animal might be, you want to start watching around you a lot and see what kind of animals you see frequently, especially ones you shouldn't be seeing frequently. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you see sparrows in your yard every day. That's not that's not a sign. Mm-hmm. If you see a red-tailed hawk like every twice a week and you normally don't see them, okay, well, then you got something to go on there. Okay, interesting. Um, the one from Shauna, uh, would you recommend recording trying to connect with spirits, and have you done that? I have not. Um, you can't if you want to. Okay. I should. It's one of those things that whether you feel it's it, you should do it or not. Um, I, it's just not something that's part of my of what I've been taught, and so I, I don't do it. I, I I wouldn't tell anybody they couldn't or that they shouldn't. I just it's up to you. You're you're it's up to you and to your relationship with them if they're okay with it. So yeah. Okay. So it's up. Uh, it's how that's how I would look at it. And then I guess we actually do have one from Judy Wilson as well, and then we'll wrap up the spirit guide questions. Uh, do each spirit guide do different things, or does each? Yeah, in my case, do it do. Things? Yeah. Okay. For me, it does. I've got different ones for different things. Like, um, um, my great grandmother tends to be kind of my seer. Um, she had also 
those eyes and look into it, bore, they just bore into you, you know. So that's kind of how I can read people, I think. And so she watches me for that. Um, for, you know, healing work, it's 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 my friend Jim, who went to Spirit, who was a student of Frank Fools Grows, um, who was a, a great um, Lakota shaman. Um, so, yeah, I for me it does. I mean, other people might be different. I, I need to be regimented, I suppose. They, they figure I need something like that. So you get what you need. So there's no really no rules about who should get what and this, that, and the other. It's what you need and what spirit will, will give to you. All right. Very cool. We'll wrap it up on spirit, guys. And I think Don is the one that started that whole thing off. So thanks, Don, for starting a great conversation. Thank you, Don. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, okay. yeah. that's good. Uh, from Denise Pradmore. Hey, Denise. Good to see you Hi, on Denise. the show. Hi, uh, Denise. She says, Chris, does the drumming that you do, can it be done by anyone and get results? Yes. You don't need to be like me. I'm, I'm hardly a musician. I've been doing it for a long time. Um, yeah, I mean, it, like anything else, it seems simple, but you have to work with it to get the results that you want. Um, you have to be in harmony with your drum. You have to be in harmony with your surroundings. And, but yes, the question, the bottom line is yes, you can. Okay, we have a twenty dollars super chat from Andrew Cox, <laughs> and. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah. He says, I was okay. never, he's, yes, thank you very much, Andrew. Uh, he says, I was never in Chuck's basement, fake news. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Banks is also in the chat. So. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, hello, Chuck. <laughs> nice. right. Chuck's, got a, Chuck's, Chuck's got a nasty basement there. Huh? <laughs> uh, Chuck's our brother, so we'll give him a, it's yes, a good time. Yeah. Bless his heart. Uh, great guy, great guy. So uh, what else do we have here? We have Atomic Nicholas ask, can praying also provoke negative spirituality pretending to be good? Can praying provoke negative things? Yeah. Pretending to Depends be good. You, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it, again, it's what you put into it. Um, like, you know, Vess and I have been saying, it's like, it's it's what your intent is. Whatever you do, okay, you're putting this energy out. And let's say you're... Um, you're all kneeling down there at the, the kneeler at St. Mary's, and you're and you're supposed to be praying, and you're wishing the death of the archbishop or so or whomever. You know, it, it's okay. You're, you're asking for a negative event, so yeah. I mean, it can bring about negative consequences. It's it's whatever you put into it's whatever you put into the energy you put out into the universe. Now, whether or not you're going to kill the archbishop with your thoughts and feelings, probably not. But <laughs> you know, it's not going to do anybody any good either. So yeah, you can turn something like that. Anything can be turned into something dark, um, like Ouija boards. All right, are they inherently evil? No, they're toys. But it's what you do with them. If you want to open up the door to hell and bring out the demons and all that kind of stuff, and you probably will, you you stand a chance of bringing out something you don't want to mess with. But it's just you know, it's all about it's all about will and intent. Well, what, and what you're specific doing. on the negative energy with what with what uh, Tom was talking about, like you said, could you sit there and pray for the death of the archbishop, and would it happen? Probably not. But because of your intent, could that negativity be turned towards you, and you suffer a series of mishaps or misadventures uh, or problems? Absolutely, yes, you could. Yes, one of my favorites. One of my favorite things is the Wiccan threefold law. I love that. 
that yep. what you do to others comes back three times to you. Fuck yes, it does. <laughs> I love that. I oh, teach we- that all the time. I think that and it goes across all the all into all the different practices. I think I believe in that. Yeah, you may yeah. not. It, it may not happen right away. No. Your ass may get it later on. That's what. That's more likely what's going to happen. But yeah, it'll come back on you. You do have to be very, very careful. Again, everything that we've talked about all boils down to intent. Yep. If your intent, even if you don't say it out loud, if in your heart and in your soul, what your intent is, is negative towards another, um, even if it's something as simple as, you know, wishing that that you're better than another, mm-hmm. don't wish to be better than someone else, wish to be the best you you can be. Yep. It is how you put it, your intent behind it, and what you want to achieve or receive from it. Mm-hmm. Can't not it. enough. Yep. She's, she's exactly right. Yep. Watch what you put out the universe. Be very careful. Make sure yep. it's clean. Um, even if you think you're wishing for good things, I mean, just be very, very careful about what you're putting out there. And be straight, you know, because sometimes the universe gets confused because you're confused. And all sorts of crazy stuff happens. Never necessarily bad, but you never seem to get quite get what you want. And that's because you didn't focus on exactly what your intent was. Always be well, clean with that sort of thing. And let me, let me put it this way. One of my patron goddesses is Kali. One of mm-hmm. my guides, yeah. One of oh, my she's, guides she's is badass, too. Yeah. One of my guides is St. Germain. Um, okay. How many times <laughs> do I call on them? None. They're there if I need them, and I know that. But am I going to use that in order to cause any strife or, or discomfort or or bad situation for bad situation for someone else? Absolutely not. No. Are they there to help guide me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do I use it for anything negative? Absolutely not. And those who do, trust me. Well, they, don't, they, they don't go well. They're good guides for to teach you how to learn to use yeah. power correctly. Yes. And correctly means with proper intent. Yep. Exactly it. All right. Word. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at the uh, the other questions that are here. I know we went through all of these. You guys had a lot of great questions tonight, by the way. So thank you very much. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so, oh, okay. I, I skipped this one. From Judy Wilson. Um, this is about channeling. Do you let spirits enter your body to let them speak? Just my great grandmother, the only person I ever a spirit ever let, and, and that was on my arms. I do. I am not a medium, uh, for one thing. Um, never had the knack for it. Never particularly wanted to be one. Um, I would not do that. Because I, probably just because of what I do. I don't want another something else to have potential. It's like wasn't somebody in my house. And getting hold of my gun or something like that. I just I don't want that to happen. And so, um, yeah, no, I don't I don't do that. And again, if that's your if that is what you're supposed to be doing, I've got no problem with it because I have no people to do it, yeah. and they get away just fine. It's just it's not it's not for yeah. me to do. Yeah, Vanessa down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and do as I say, not as I do. Okay, don't do yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Because it isn't it isn't fun. It's not all fun and games, and you can get hurt. It's not cool. It's okay to get messages from them, you know, through the your entanglement, through your energy. And that's fine. But, I mean, I've seen really experienced guys have to get let out of a house before because they said, sure, you can use some of my energy to manifest. And I 
had to put some guy together in a parking lot down in Texas one time because he did that. And the guy knew his stuff. He was just he got careless. Wow. And yeah. next thing you know, he's he was I mean, he was literally wandering around, you know, glassy eyed like he's like he's stoned out of his mind. But he's he lost so much energy we had to kinda of help him get it back together again. Well, and if y'all don't mind me saying so, for anyone who wants to see that in action, for anyone who wants to actually see what happens when you do that, there's two videos. Go to Beyond Perception of Investigators, and there's one of me where it's happening to me. Um, matter of fact, I'll post them both on Facebook, and there's one where it happened to Gwen, and I had to pull her out. Please don't do it. Yeah, it's if tough it, stuff. If it happens, fine, but don't seek it out not fun we have a five dollar super chat from dawn thank you very much she says because i care thank you (laughs) that's sweet Uh, we care about you too always uh sean oldsmith asks what about a house on a burial ground oh that's usually a recipe for disaster yeah um i mean one of the problems out at the Hensdale house that they have, and that place is just uber haunted, is that they dug a pond there and they went through some graves when they did it. And that's, they got some, one serious problem with that. Now, let's say, and I say I've done, I've gone to subdivisions before where they've dug up um, native sites and put houses on top of them, had to work with some folks. If you're on top of a graveyard, um, I would, I would do, one, you got to let them know, I did not build this house here, and it wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, how sorry you are that this happened. You should um, leave food out as offerings and put it in a place where you're not going to go look, and do not go looking for it. Leave it where it is and do not go back and check for it. Go out and thank the natives each day for giving you such a wonderful place to live. In other words, make nice with the, with the folks who are there. And hopefully that everything will be okay. Um, I've seen some spirits get kind of reasonable about that. As long as they understand that the people that are there at that time are not the ones that, that took their land and, and did all these terrible things. So um, you negotiate with the spirits if they're bothering you. If you're not, leave it well enough alone if there's nobody bothering you. Um, you can also make a medicine wheel out there. Kind of learn what tribe was there and say thanks to that tribe. You know, And just, you know... Be nice. I could be a good neighbor, and um, and hopefully that will that will do it. You can smudge your house occasionally. Um, you can put, of course, I come up to the basement. Um, I mean, I, I put wards around my house, but I, I put those in the ground. But that's for other stuff. It's not for that. Um, you can, um, you know, make sure your house is very well protected, very good feng shui, keep the energy floating and going. Um, smudge it frequently to get spirits out, start to bomb your house, move all the way up to each room. And, you know, that sort of thing. Just just be as good a neighbor as you can, keep your energy f- flowing, and keep apologizing to them. Um, otherwise, if it gets really bad, you probably have to move. Yeah. Um, somebody might be able, somebody else might be able to come in and reason with them, I don't know. Um, it's it's like dealing with anybody else that's pissed off. What you about... Know, I don't know if you can reach them or not. What about something like a park I, I don't know if you know this but there's actually a, a park in Jerseyville that used to be a uh, cemetery um, mm-hmm. so something like that where you know kids are playing you know you got guys playing basketball there was a pool there at one point in time um, and there's other places around the country like there's you know that big one that was out in Denver that's now a park you know yeah. and places like that so 
do you just not visit the park, or you know, what do you do? Well, it depends how you feel. How you feel when you go to the park? I mean, it looks like thousands of people get to go to that park and don't have any problems with it. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, so I mean, it all depends on your experience there. Um, it might be that the the folks, you know, the spirits there. Are, okay, it's there. At least they're, it's a park and they're doing fun stuff and they're not living on top of us. So, you know, well, it just it all depends on what what you find when you get there. Wouldn't it matter? Um, and I could be completely wrong on this, but if they research what was in the area, especially if it was native ground, uh-huh. they research what was in the area, the type of activity could be dictated by what tribe it was because some were more volatile than others. So it, you yes. really do need to be tribe-specific. Of the, of the history of the place, yes. And, you know, all tribes had different had different motives. And, you know, some were hunter-gatherers, some were agriculturalists, you know, and, and many tribes, especially the United States, as they went west to try to get away from the settlers and, and the, the conquerors, they, you know, would run another tribe off. So you, had, you have layers of different occupation. I, I worked in archaeology for four years near Cahokia, and um, they always called me when they found a body. Hey, hey Coyote, come here, man. Bring that sage stuff with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they did. That's like, that's why, that was my one of my jobs. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I would. It's it, researching and it's being able to say that and, and try to find what the real name of their people, not what they were called, what they called themselves. Like the, the Cherokee, it's not, they didn't call themselves a Cherokee, they were Silagi. You know, so you find out that, and so you speak to me, say, "Hey, Salagi people, thank you for you know the nice place here and stuff like that." I mean, I would think it would make it just like it say, "Hey, woman," as compared to "Hey, Vanessa." True. Yeah. You know, you're going to take that a lot more kindly than I, you know, than if I say, "Hey, Vanessa." Yeah. Um, so it shows that you care. I mean, show that you care, not that you you know that you are too too bad. We we build a house on your graves. Well, too bad your ass is on it. You know. And it's so, kind of the yeah, same yeah. thing we do when we investigate. You know, we're respectful of the yeah. spirits and their their yeah. past, their history. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. Treat people like you want to be treated. Exactly. Yep. Um, we are actually, we're, we're our hour is up. Um, there's a couple other questions in here. Um, I'm going to throw Jill Nivchinsky's out there real quick. Um, what determines where a portal opens up, and then we'll wrap it up. Oh. That's a good question because I, boy, I tell you what, some places seem to have a constant portal. Sometimes that damn things open up anywhere. I am, see, my physics is awful. I learned it from reading science fiction novels. Um, I honestly do not know. That is a very good question. I, that kind of stumps me. Now, I have been in places where there's been big vortexes, and I think there's things crawling out of that. Um it, you know, it's like probably like anything else. There's probably a good place for. There's a good reason why you can cross. There's a good energy spike there, because um, what tends to happen when the portal when the portal opens up, things start spinning. I've seen with the dry ice and the, the experiments and stuff like that. So, it's probably a good place. It's like a little energy spot that's a good place for it for a transfer from between dimensions. Would be my best guess. And again, that's that's a poor. That's like I said, I'm very poor at physics and that type of thing. Uh, and uh, just, just yeah, just this last one real quick because uh, I think it's a quick one uh, from Tammy Heitzman. Mm-hmm. Could a language barrier get in the way of communicating? With a spirit? Yeah. No. I mean, it depends how tough the spirit want to be on you. Uh, the spirit's gonna. I always believe that spirits can understand us. Um, they can understand our thoughts. They can understand our words. Now, am I totally sure? One hundred percent sure? No. So it could be a problem. But again, with your intent. 
with your feelings and how you say things and that type of thing really makes a big difference again that's where your intent comes out they can feel your energy they can feel your intent they can feel what you really feel about them and if you're bullshitting them they're going to figure it out so yeah i mean it takes it can take a while if you can build up but i think eventually you can become a a more of a, a medium type of a or you sometimes you just feel things and feel words in your heart and you just that's how i interpret things and i get little pictures in my head and things like that um it's just you just kind of make do you do the best you can sometimes they smile at you and do a certain thing and you get okay i get what you're saying you just know and it comes from from being with them a lot and from talking to them a lot and to know what they what you know what they're like but if you're watching a tv show and they're in ancient greece and they answer in american slang it's yeah. <laughs> letting you know she okay. is correct Jim. Uh, Jim. okay well <laughs> i witnessed one um what was it they um they picked a, this is this is why i don't use any of this different spirit boxes but one uh came across when we were over there at uh spirit mountains before we went live because i was not going to have the spirit box on live but it came across on the spirit box that's what she said <laughs> it's like <laughs> i don't i don't think they were going to say that <laughs> in 50 years if y'all get what's up g that's me that's, okay. that's you okay, <laughs> okay so oh me. and back on portals real quick chuck says portals are a pain in the ass so it can be. Yeah. Story. That's for sure. So That's, you're right, Chuck. <laughs> All right. So, well, Chris, thank you very much for uh, coming on the show. It did go by very fast. Um, yeah. So, can I plug one? Can I do? Can I do yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. Uh, okay. On sacred ground, go ahead and um, yes. <laughs> you plug it. I'm gonna get the while you're plugging Ooh. it. I'm gonna go ahead and get the image up because I had it here and I just didn't. Um, that's great. Oh, that's Cahokia Mounds in the background. Yeah, okay. yeah, I, I wish I wish I could go there. I, I like that. I wish I could go there. But yeah, I, I don't go to places there. They're known to be holy places. So I wouldn't go to a mound place. You wouldn't um, even go there. Okay. No, uh, I would go there to visit. I wouldn't go there to, to do anything what I do. Um, yeah, the name of the show is on Sacred Ground. It's on the Vidi Space Network through the, and that's called the Haunted Space. There's different spaces on the Vidi Space Network. It's kind of confusing, but um, I will be putting Facebook posts out. Uh, the first episode was two weeks ago. The next one is going to be shown either this Saturday or this coming Sunday or Monday night. Uh, Elizabeth Saint's going to let me know probably tomorrow when all this is going to go down. I will put all that out. And so, and I will be recording more shows. I've got one other one that's already been taped. It will be coming out later on too. And then I'm recording more shows, and so I'll be getting those out there. So keep an eye out for that. I am also appearing at the Scare Fest in Lexington, Kentucky, on July no September 14th through the 16th. And then I'm at the Ash Bash at the Ashmore Estates uh, the last week of September. And if that's near uh, Charleston, Illinois, that's going to be a lot of fun. And then, then lastly, in November, I will be at the, oh gosh, where am I? Davenport Quad Cities uh, Psychic and Paranormal Expo. And so, yes, about put all that stuff out as, as I go. I just try to remember everything. Yeah, you have a lot going on. Uh, you know, I, um, I sometimes I've had more stuff. I'm kind of glad I haven't done anything for like a month, and I'm real happy with that. I'm kind of messed up. Oh, that's good. But I got I got some I gotta get some filming done and things like that. And so I'll be I'll be doing something like you. You're always on the road too, brother. That's true. And that's true. Our <laughs> famous artist lady here, Vanessa, she's gonna <laughs> own the rest of us in a couple of years and so <laughs> well, we hope so. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like I I'll said, be, I'll, I'll be your driver. Well. I'll be your driver, Mike. You can be your butler. 
Sounds nice. fantastic. <laughs> That'll work. All right. Well, Chris, thank you very much for coming on. We have to, uh, I don't know if you want to hang out for the shout outs. It's up to you. Oh, sure. Why not? All right. All right. So let's get to the shout outs here. And um, all right. Uh, first off, the Super Chat Superstars. We have Tom McNicholas, Andrew Cox, Dawn, Chanel F. Did I miss? I did I miss a couple here at the end. Chanel F, a $5 Super Chat. She says, we are known forever by the tracks we leave. Thank you very much, Chanel. And okay. then Robert White, an Australian $5 Super Chat. He says, my intent is that you guys keep operating at top performance. Thank you, Robert. Oh, Appreciate that. So, cool. All right. Very cool, mate. Yeah, absolutely appreciate that, everybody. All right, so let's get to the shout-outs. Um, of course, there's, well, there's Dawn. There's Candy Orton. Hey, how's it going, Candy? Uh, Candy Andrew o. Cox. Um, oh, of course, Shauna, our chat shenanigator. Cannot forget our Shana. chat shenanigator. And then Donna Gordon, our Cheshire cat in the house tonight. Um, there's Psychic Jin B. Good to see you in the house tonight, Jen. Hey, Jen. Uh, Beyond the Light Network, that's Chuck Banks. Good to see you in there, Chuck. Chuck. Everybody. Yep. Sean Oldsmith, also from Sean. Australia. Appreciate that. And there's yeah. Robert White. Yep. Judy Wilson, thank you very much for joining us tonight and for all of your questions. There's Kelly McCarville. Good to see you tonight. Hey, Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. I guess we'll be missing Kelly this weekend. I mean, there might be a chance of an overlap because we're supposed to be at the Manila schoolhouse i'm still dealing with this fly um yeah, i heard you guys are going up there yeah yeah, yeah. shauna and i are going to be there friday night ghost crier which kelly's a part of is going to be saturday night so unless we somehow cross over a little bit early saturday we'll just miss each other so yeah yeah well ghost cry don't get up too early so kelly i'm more talking about nick and aaron and jared but. yeah <laughs> all right there's denise pridemore good to see you tonight denise yeah and uh, Tracy, Tracy Christian, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, so we also have, there's Tom McNicholas. Um, so um, deep down the rabbit hole, Patreon patrons with Tom McNicholas. So there's a Tom McNicholas, B3 Aerospace, uh, Zippy Davis, BD Flint, Pamela Queen, and Andrew Cox. Thank you all very much. Um, right. And there's Cat Gash. Hey, good to see you tonight, Cat. Uh, and there's Beat 3 Airspace. Thank you as well. Uh, Betty Lange, thanks for joining us again tonight. Uh, M. Labuda 61, thank you for joining us again. Jill Nipchinski, thank you for uh, for your question. Uh, Chip Terry, thanks for joining us again. Mickey Dole, thank you as well. Um, and there is Shay Carroll, thanks for joining us again. Shay and Shay. and Dara, thanks for joining us, Dara. And let's see, there's Zippy Davis. And um, who else do we have? Dustin Samario, thanks for joining us tonight. Trisha Egley. Uh, Katie Palmer, thank you. There's Tammy Heitzman. Um, Sean Gilmore is in the house. I spent part of Sunday with Sean out at the Gore Orphanage area. It's the Swift Mansion, not the Gore Orphanage. <laughs> um, who yeah. else do we have? There's a lot of people that were in the house tonight, so we do appreciate that. All of our mad hatters. Um, I'm going to scroll back down. If I miss you, I do apologize. There's a lot of you trying to find everybody. There's Adam Tillery. Right hey, in here. Adam comes out of the woodwork good show clap 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 thank you <laughs> uh there's this he, he, he probably just logged in too he probably probably <laughs> he usually he just lurks he, he lurks he out lurks. there yeah um and let's see there's discord threads check out her stuff she's got great stuff uh great awesome stuff. yeah yeah um and fungi fungi there you are at the end <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Chanel F, uh, who is a super chat superstar. I think I got. Oh, of course, uh, Diane Hilbert, our uh, Hunter Road Media Fairy Queen. 
All right. So I think that's going to. She's itty bitty, Chris. She is. She is. <laughs> uh, she's awesome, though. So we love her. All right, everybody. So stay tuned. Inside the Upside Down, we're going to be talking energy fields. So it'll be uh, pretty interesting how they how they affect us on investigations, our equipment, all kinds of different uh, all kinds of different stuff. So um, Chris, thanks again for joining us tonight. Uh, my pleasure, Mike and Vanessa. It's always great to be on with you guys. Always have a great time. Yep, yeah, yep. good bunch of listeners too. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, check him out on the road and check out his new show on Sacred Ground. So see you all in a few minutes. <laughs>